Back at it again. Again. What's going on, man? Shit. 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 We're, we're just telling a story at the end of the day. You can enjoy a fully clothed, <laughs> totally platonic cuddle session. Not sure, Not uh, sure. what we're doing. <laughs> are, but they, are these lines safe? Yeah, we, we can literally say anything we want. Talk mad shit. Please continue to follow us. Um, you yeah. can find us on all social medias. Uh, all social medias. All social medias. All yeah. podcasts. Uh, Everywhere that you could listen to a podcast, we're pretty much there. recording so whatever you're about to tell me that might have value now's the time to do it (laughs) okay we're just gonna jump right into it huh well you were like mid-sentence and i was like well hold on let me start recording on that shit what's up just gonna raw dog this conversation man no lube (laughs) straight in prison style that's how we roll oh no man like so we had this conversation a little bit earlier um we were talking about kind of because these two episodes are kind of we're not doing suggestions we're kind of throwing audibles for your episode and my episode yeah uh, we're also recording two episodes tonight um which is something we have not done since zoom part of quarantine but scheduling is a bitch so yeah it's the way it is um but so i mean maybe i'm wrong maybe i'm right if anybody who is one of our listeners wants to reach out in you know on our facebook page or our instagram at based on the true events podcast um or our gmail or fucking twitter on a podcast boat i was telling him i was like man i got a fucking shitload of um good story ideas i feel like uh but the whole deal is like i don't I really don't want to fucking do them on fucking Zoom. Zoom. Like, I want, like, I do like the fact that there's video here. I do like the fact that, um, the perks of the video is cool, but no, dude, the, uh, the way we work is a lot of timing is a big issue of our banter. You know what I mean? And with Zoom, it's almost like we have to wait for each other's thing. It's not, it's not natural for either of us. So I'm with you as far as I like the video, but that's it. What we're doing is getting by with this shit. Um, so where are you going with like, where, where are you going, I guess, with all the ideas? You want to do some, if I'm guessing, you want to do some shorts or something? No, no, like, no, I'm fine. Like us doing art, like, uh, I think kind of the point of what I was trying to say was like the episodes that like, I mean, you know, we were kind of talking about like what, what episode you were going to do tonight, what episode I was going to do tonight. Right. There's some back and forth on it. And it was like, you know, I'm not, I'm obviously not phoning my episode tonight in I'm well, phoning it in this bad pun, but um, there's just some episodes I feel more comfortable doing in the basement and not not doing not doing on zoom so if occasionally some of you might have voted for things or you know we've decided that we're going to do the suggestions and you don't see it pop up it might not be done the way that we've been talking about just because just to be 100 percent honest like dude fucking quarantine sucks zooms kind of sucks in my opinion so i would much rather save some of those episodes to be done with the value of what the request is so that's that's a good point i'm glad you actually bring that up i see what you're talking about this conversation does have value because we now you you made a comment about like yeah i don't really want to waste it on a zoom because maybe you're holding some good ones some gems i still feel like these episodes have been surprisingly awesome and we've we've mustered through mustered through them that's not right muscle through them whatever the fuck we've gotten through them you know what i mean and, and so we're making do but um i think if if there's somebody who's voted something that we really liked or you especially really liked you probably are not you're probably are holding on to it and, and i get why um yeah. that being said 
I think that some of the ones that we've done, because shit, we're on like number 15, 14, some shit of quarantine episodes. I still feel like there's been some some gems in there, man, mainly from, from your side. Um, just because you've done some stuff that like the Antarctica and well, I'm, I'm drawing a blank, but you've done a few of the history ones that were really cool. I, I mean, I did, you know, I'm very proud of the episodes that I put out there. Um, but it just, I feel like as good as the episodes that we've done on here have been like the, you know, the Antarctica episode, I was really proud of the Berserkers episode. I was really proud of, um, America's unknown hero episode. Like I was, I'm proud of the episodes that we're putting together. I'm not saying that I'm not saying that I'm not, but I, what I am saying is if you took those same episodes and we did had done them in the basement, sans quarantine yeah i would have i i think they would have been that much better i and and we're already like we've been working on putting the video portion together anyway so when we get back to the basement we will have video up anyway which will make zoom kind of pointless yeah, no, I figured out how to do it, and I agree with you 100%. For me, the main reason I'm looking forward to it is because we feed off each other, especially we're in the same room, and the audio quality is so much better. I've listened to these episodes. Um, I don't know how many you've listened to the, the, the previous episodes, and we do Zoom does not capture a lot of our little sly fucking comments or it's like muffled or whatever because for whatever reason, Zoom doesn't capture two people speaking at once very well. <laughs> yeah. So. It, yeah, so I'm with you. And I mean that that's I'm not holding back like like I'm proud of the episode I'm going to bring tonight. Um and it's a good one. Um I but you know in retrospect, you know, I really wish like Antarctica had been done in the basement. I wish Berserkers had been done in the basement. I you know, just I mean it's Fair enough. I'm just kind of in that spot where hey man I'm coming up on three months. You're, you're <laughs> over the shit. <laughs> Locked up in the house. Like, Let me out. Yeah, yeah I mean. I feel you, man. Well, like, next, just, next week where is, is the a, a tentative, uh, you know. The tentative breaking of the seal. Yeah, next week. I don't want to jinx it, but obviously we had Mother's Day and then, then wife's birthday is coming up. So um, and happy early birthday. Ash, what, what? Um, if you actually listen to this shit, I don't know. She probably stopped listening a while ago, but <laughs> I can't blame her. Uh, she episode, to the, every day, all day. So, <laughs> the, yeah, she's she's over me. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, there's episodes she listens to, episodes she doesn't. I mean, she's not into like gore and horror and shit. So, mainly, uh-huh. she doesn't listen to any of my episodes, is basically what we're saying. <laughs> well, I mean, she'll like she'll start the fuck out of some episodes, man, <laughs> and then when it starts taking a turn, she might dip out a little bit. Yeah. So I imagine a lot of people once I say this, this does have some child hit click. <laughs> they're like off, whatever. I'm over it. <laughs> so I, I'm sorry to start the episode that way. Um, I did actually get our plugs out of the way right yeah. off the hook. That, um, that was actually a slick way to do it. I didn't know if that was intentional or not. You're like, all right, just. <laughs> Uh, but I, I just, if I'm wrong, if if the listeners are like, nah, man, we're good, like, whatever. Let us know. I, I mean, I just, I it's as a personal, it, it has been my personal opinion that I would prefer to do certain episodes in the basement rather than. Uh, yeah, I would. I would prefer to do all of them in the basement. And so soon enough, the cool thing is, is the reason that I, the only reason that I like the zoom is the video quality or the video aspect of it. And we're going to add that shit to, to our uh, episodes in the basement anyway. So yeah. Best of both worlds. Both worlds. You just, you just missed my scent. Don't be lying. Yeah. I, well, I mean, you you do have a a very arousing musk. (laughs) it's one of a kind right Um, speaking of one of a kind my fucking hair looks like zach morris over here hey yeah zach morris with a receding hairline yeah too bad the face doesn't do much yeah you see that up here it's awfully shiny i got a lamp like right here it's just glowing off of this fucking spot yeah man 
Dude, I know my strengths, man. That's why I, low lighting, like <laughs> staying staying black, staying in the shadows, like <laughs> that's smart. Oh, yeah. shit. All right. Well, yeah, you did knock out the plugs. I don't think you mentioned I wrote for boat, or maybe you did, but there it is, yeah. just in case. You guys keep sending us the suggestions. And and honestly, I like that you started the episode like that. Um, it was different, but it was something that's valid and and you're just telling it, you know, you're telling you're sharing how you feel. And so um, if people disagree or whatever, just let us know because we're, we're open, but we're still going back to the fucking basement. Zoom subscription is canceled. <laughs> fucking, <Yeah. laughs> I'm over it as well. So I haven't been locked up as long as you, but I'm, I'm, I'm with you, man. I'm looking forward to getting into, getting into the groove again. So, so I don't know. I could be completely wrong. Everybody could have been like, man, no, we've loved it. But and just, they haven't been the most fun. It hasn't been the most fun way to record. That's no, all I'm saying. That's all I was saying. Well, there sure. it is. Well, shit. I think I'm up first, man. You want to jump into it since we're doing two episodes tonight? Yeah, man. All right. Um, I'm going to use my other laptop. Is there like a weird glare on my glasses? Does it even matter? I don't care. I'm not looking. I, I, I'm not looking into your eyes, man. I mean, I can see that you're using a laptop. Like, I can see that, but doesn't like, matter. Yeah, like, can you take your glasses off and read the laptop? I don't read so well anyway, so <laughs> I'm a. I'm a. I can use my phone if it really is like super annoying, but I do whatever. No, no, you're good, man. I'm gonna get into it. Um, I'm not going to be looking at it a lot anyway. Um, I made a bunch of notes. Uh, and so, but I, I, I know this story. Um, I had heard this story. Um, like it is an audible. It's not one of the listener suggestions. Like you said earlier. Um, I had heard about this story oh, a few months ago and I, I was like, eh, it could, you know, whatever, maybe. And so I wrote it down and then I was listening to, uh, I forgot what I was watching something on YouTube with a documentary about something and they mentioned this again. So I, and it, they said something, a part of the story that I really liked. So um, I jumped on it. You've not heard about this. Uh, if I say the name, the monster of the Miramichi and I might be fucking that up. M I R A M I C H I. Yeah. I don't know, man. Was this, is it a fucking Pokemon character? <laughs> exactly. That's, that's how I roll. Uh, no, um, I believe it's literally, uh, it's in Canada. I, I think, I believe it's a city. I, I don't know why they call it the Miramichi, except that it was off of some river. And so that was whatever. Now it's just the town or the city of Miramichi, but literally that's the last time I'll say it. Uh, but it's in the title, but I sent that to you and you were like, I have no fucking clue who that is. Um, yeah. and, and I don't believe this story is very well known could be just because it's in Canada and you know it, it didn't didn't extend or whatever I don't know but I think it's fucking cool so I'm gonna jump into it and you can tell me if I'm wrong or not <laughs> oh I will I'm sure uh, so we'll start off like this uh, on the evening of June 21st 1986 three men broke into a grocery store belonging to John and Mary Glenn Glenn Denning just after they had closed up for the night. Um, the men basically bum-rushed John, who was, uh, I think he was locking up, I guess, um, overpowered him with punches and kicks. So John was a huge dude. He was an old, or I mean, a big guy, but he was an old dude. He was 70 plus. I couldn't find the exact age. So this is an elderly man. Um, and these three dudes basically just beat the tar out of him, uh, which is fucking horrible did um, you just say beat the tar out of him yeah is that like a racist slur that i don't I'm no. not aware of i mean if you're not aware of it i'm not aware of it either but it's just i'm like dude what did you become 70 <laughs> right i'm gonna beat the tar out of you well, ruffian. You, know you know what's funny about that is i didn't even write that i wrote the men easily won the scuffle which is equally fucking <laughs> equally old <laughs> Bring hello 1940s calling yeah actually i also wrote they literally beat him to a pulp <laughs> so, yeah. all right we're gonna discard our, our leftovers in the rubbish can <laughs> yeah see all right so john's wife uh basically they they beat john down 
Um, John's wife, uh, Mary, was in the other room, uh, and I probably just shock, frozen, you know, this poor little lady. One of the guys sees her, runs over, and um, just ties her up to a chair or something like that. Um, John is is severely hurt. Like, they stomped him, but uh, he's alive, and um, he was he without you know, Tonger. Without that's right. <laughs> but uh, beaten out of him. <laughs> they did what most anyone would do, present company excluded. Um, they basically said, you know, what is it you want? Just do take whatever you want. You know, no, we're not putting up a fight. Um, but uh, the men basically said to Mary, "Where's your safe?" They dragged her upstairs. Um, she willingly told them everything they wanted to know. Um, they took her into the bedroom where the safe was located. Um, she went down to open the safe, and as she did it, they knocked her out, um, which is kind of weird. Um, I, I tried to figure out why. Three or four different – some two podcasts, I kind of listened to bits and pieces, and another documentary said different theories. Mainly, they just assumed that they were going to steal the safe. They weren't wanting the, her to do anything. So once they sh she showed them where it was, they knocked her out. Um, when Mary came to, she grabbed the phone and dialed 911 and then passed out, blacked out. When the cops arrived, they found uh, Mary bloody and beaten. They looked for John, but there was no sign of him. Finally, they found John slumped over behind a door covered in blood with a piece of cloth wrapped around his neck. He was deceased. Um, Mary was taken to the hospital where they found that she not only had been beaten severely, but she had also been tortured and sexually assaulted. The three men were Alan Joseph Legere, Todd Matchett, and Scott Curtis. Um, for, I don't like any sort of assault or anything like that, but some, for some reason on elderly folks and children, like there's just something like, helpless I, I know that's probably ageist or some shit but whatever it's still it, it hurts you know it's like it draws at my my sensitive strings or whatever the fuck you call it makes me right. feel horrible yeah um alan was the oldest dude alan joseph legere um the other two guys were younger like maybe 20s or so um police tracked down the three and arrested them Matchett uh pleaded pleaded guilty to murdering john I'm sorry, all three of them uh, pled guilty to murdering John and Mary Glendinning. Uh, excuse me, not, not, they didn't murder the wife. I said that wrong. She survived, actually. So she was beaten. And when I say tortured, they actually, um, I believe it was Alan only, but they, they cut her up and stuff like that. Um, there was obviously an attempt to kill her. They didn't think she was going to survive, but she did survive. So they pled, they pled guilty to murdering John and brutally beating and assaulting his wife. Um, attempted that, murder? Attempted murder, yeah. Okay. Um, Curtis and Legere were convicted at trial in January 1987. Um, they were sentenced to life with the possibility of parole in 25 years, which... I mean, that seems light, but I guess in Canada, maybe, I don't know, maybe they're a little. Dude, I really got to, I got to assume fucking prison in Canada is like a fucking day spa. Right. So, well, I've been just, to Can like, dude, I've been to Canada. It was a great fucking vacation. Everyone is super nice. Like. That's the stereotype. I fucking enjoyed the shit out of my vacation up there. Um I would like, I just feel like everyone in prison would say please and thank you, which is not <laughs> something that you would find in prisons any other country. Like, maybe like Sweden, like, you know, the Netherlands probably have, you know, a lot yeah. of niceties in, in yeah. prison, but their cells are like really nice. There's like curtains on the window and shit. <laughs> yeah, like, come and go as you please. Like, um, well, so, I mean, from what it sounds like is that was a really stiff sentencing in Canada, but, um, I mean, life with possibility of parole in 25 years doesn't necessarily mean you're getting out, but they'll look at it, I guess. But anyway, so, um, Joseph, uh, Alan Joseph Legere is going to be the, the, the gentleman, the, the focus of this story. Um, he was born in Chatham, New Brunswick. 
Um, Legere was known for being uh, a mean some bitch. He was not known for backing down from fights. Everything I read was that he was always a shit starter, first dude to throw a punch. He, he was a big dude, and the actual mugshot of him, like, he's a big, burly, like, lumberjack-looking fucking dude. Um, which is funny because the first thing I read about his prison uh, experience was that he was a model prisoner. Um, yeah, man, if you're trying to get paroled, you can't go run around being an asshole. That's true, right? Um, while in prison, Legere got a really bad ear infection and was taken to see the doctor multiple times. Um, yeah, right. this is going somewhere. It's not that I'm random. Like, dude, dude, what the fuck is going on? Why are you telling me the story? He's a model prisoner. He just got bad earaches. No, th this is actually going somewhere. Um, and then on a mild Tuesday in November, they also checked his teeth. Right. Um, no, so he literally had this bad ear infection so he kept getting taken to the doctor the, the in-house doctor whatever the fuck they call it uh, multiple times it didn't improve um so eventually they ended up saying that they had to take him off site or i don't know how to i don't know what they call that shit but they took him out of the prison to a specialist um that was on may 3rd 8, 1989 um during this time uh legere while he was waiting to see the doctor i guess um, legere asked to go to the restroom um, he went into the restroom, um, was taking a strange amount of time. Um, so he escaped. You're making a face. Yeah. So uh, taking a strange amount of time, uh, apparently long enough to pick his handcuffs with a homemade key that he had had. Uh, he then busted out of the bathroom with a TV antenna, swinging it at the cops or at the guards and basically took off out the door. Now, TV antenna. How do you ask? Of course, he had it up his up his uh, a hole. But I was figuring that or his ear. Yeah, or his ear. Right. Well, that's the first thing I thought. You know, okay, so the, hence the earache. Well, truthfully, so back up. The reason he had the earache is he literally would piss and pour the urine in his ear, and he would take anything sharp that he could find and like literally rupture it. He was giving himself like this massive earache. So he had plotted this for a while and back up again, hence the good behavior. The dude was planning this whole shit and was trying to go underneath, you know, undercover or whatever, un unnoticed. So are you about to say something? No. Okay. You did your face. So, okay. So the antenna swinging at it took off. Dude jumped in the first car he saw. Well, basically that was being driven by a woman named Peggy. I didn't get her last name. Um, he forced her to drive off, I guess, threatened her. Um, and basically he disappeared. Um, I didn't want to do too much on that story. Peggy, they did an interview with, he, he did not assault her. He didn't kill her. I don't know why or what the reasoning was, but she dropped him off out in the woods and dude disappeared. Uh, within three weeks of his escape, sisters-in-law, Annie and Nina Flam were attacked. On May 29, 1989, firefighters received reports of a fire at Flam's Grocery. Upon arrival, firefighters discovered Nina Flam. Legere tied her up, beat her, tortured, and sexually assaulted her uh, before tucking her into bed and setting the room on fire. Annie Flam was also found, and when forensic officers examined the body, they concluded she had been subject, uh, subjected to a similar attack. So. He tucked him tightly in bed. Like there was a whole, and I'm trying not to get too gruesome. I've done enough, but he had this weird thing where he would literally, obviously the torture and the sexual abuse stuff, but he would tuck them into bed and then literally light a fire all around them. Just another fear tactic, you know? Um, but of course the idea is that they're engulfed in flames. Um, he did strangle her. Um, he tried to kill her, but she did not die. Sadly, uh, she eventually died from choking on her own vomit. This is Nina. Uh, she was 75 years old. So okay. this, is the, this is the weird thing about this guy. You would ask me, it's not another child, you know, murder thing. And I was going to say quite the opposite. Um, you're starting to see a pattern with this dude's MO. Um, a few days later on October 13th, 1989, Donna and Linda... Daphne, Donnie, not sure, um, no disrespect, D-A-U-G-H-N-E-Y, 
Um, two sisters, they were living together. They were attacked. Um, Alan was hiding outside when one of the sisters came home. He blindsided her with a punch that broke her upper and lower jaw, which something about like jaw breaking is so brutal to me. Like, I hate that. You know, it's like you watch a horror film and the fingernails peel back. There are certain things that really just like get underneath my skin for some reason, jaw breaking. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I can't, like I can't watch like, you know, those bloopers or whatever, where it's like skateboarding videos and you see like bones break. Like yeah. I, can't, I can't watch bones break. Like yeah, the jaw- maybe, maybe that's what it is. The jaw just, it feels like it would just be like, oh, like it shattered. I don't know. I don't know the jaw to me. That one doesn't seem. That one doesn't really bother me. I, I watch enough like boxing and shit in my life, and I've seen jaws break, and I'm just like, eh, that that doesn't bother me. But you get like bone out the skin and the like the leg or the fucking arm. Yeah, I'm done. done. That shit will fucking cringe me up immediately. I'm like, oh fuck. No, I agree with you. Bones and yeah, that stuff's tough. And part of it is possibly because it's it's a it's this big dude smashing this woman like maybe that's you know what really anyway so um the other sister heard the commotion uh and went to the back door to look legier barreled through the door breaking the door off the frame and shattering glass everywhere um basically dude just like fucking straight up bulldoze his way in and was all over the sister um he then beat her so severely that uh afterwards she was unrecognizable Breaking Jaws was one of Legere's signature moves. Here's another one of those. That's two That's two in a row that I've done where they call it a signature move. I'm like, that's so weird. But And I didn't mention it earlier, but literally every victim so far had had a broken jaw. Like that's part of, I guess, just when you beat on someone, you know, big guy. But anyway. Um, well, yeah, and like I'm bet, uh, like this is going to sound shitty, but due to the age group, I would imagine most of them have bone problems in general. <laughs> I shouldn't even laugh at that, but yeah, they're brittle. <laughs> You're right. That's dude. Like how many people die a year from a slip and fall at that age? Like a hip break. Yeah. A hip, a hip is a death sentence. Like, so yeah, I, that's true. I, now, I don't know if I give this dude's right cross a whole lot of credit when he's taken out a 75 year old 90 pound woman yeah like that's fair yeah that's very that's that's very valid he also didn't just use his fists when he beat them he would stomp them you know i mean he, he was he was vicious and brutal um to say the least he dragged and i kept getting the sisters mis- uh, mixed up so my apologies but he dragged one of the sisters upstairs um, he took his time beating, torturing, and raping her, eventually killing her. Um, and he tucked her into the bed, just like he did with the others. Um, at some point uh, during that, he had gone and got the other sister who he had knocked out, um, dragged her upstairs in the same room, did the same thing, but on the ground next to the uh, body of the other sister. Um, he lit a fire to the house as he did before. Now, one thing I left out is he always stuck around for quite a while after he was finished with his victims. Um, what I think having figured, tea and what having tea and whatnot. Do what having tea and whatnot. <laughs> having Maybe. tea and whatnot. Uh, well, I mean, it, you know, I in my theory is he wanted to like he was proud of his work. You know what I mean? Like he was. He was sitting back fucking literally admiring, you know, he's, he's, well, the reason I say that is because at one, I think it was the sister's house, some of the onlookers, meaning people who saw the house going up in flames, uh, literally told the police that when they showed him mugshots or pictures of this dude, oh, he was literally standing in the crowd watching the house burn or watching the house burn. Um, So that's why I say to me, he's like, he wants to see the aftermath. He wants to see dude was like proud of his shit, you know, a plus police working by the way. Yeah, right. A month later. Yeah. Well, a month later on November 16th, 1989, Alan Legere carried out his final attack. Um, this one was different. It was on father James Smith. Um, he was a pastor. He was found on the floor of his office near his safe. It was like, I forget what they call it. I think it's like a church manse. It was the house next to a church. 
anyway. Yeah, the pastor had, had parsonage. Been, a parsonage. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Okay. I'm not Catholic. Like I know. Well, that's that's the name of the house provided by the church in I'm pretty sure every Christian religion, but whatever. Not in Presbyterian because that my father was the Presbyterian minister and we lived in the church manse. The manse. Yeah. And it wasn't it wasn't unfancy. But uh, okay, so the pastor had been subjected to torture uh, as his body displayed numerous horrific injuries. Um, his neck was all cut up, his face was cut up. And, and the weird thing about that is these weren't cuts, and all the victims had this, they weren't cuts that could kill you. It's like he was toying with them. Um, they were cuts that would hurt a lot. So hence the torture constantly. Uh, reoccurring through all of them. Uh, the pastor was found with cuts all over his face, clear signs of torture. Um, all of his victims, the, the two sisters were a little bit younger, but every one of his victims were older and weaker than he was. Um, I think possibly it's just because he knew he could overpower him or he knew he could get away with it. I don't, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, it's fairly rare that... In fact, I don't think we've yet to do a, a serial killer or a killer or a mass murder or whatever that has targeted older elderly people. Am I wrong? I don't think so. Yeah, I, dude, I don't. We've done a lot. The last, the last like six months feels like every other episode is about a kid getting fucked up. So, well, that, right. Um, so I went the opposite way this time. You're welcome. <laughs> Hard left. Hard left. Um, yeah, but I think literally it's because he knew he could overpower him and basically do as he pleased, which is gross. Um, he was a straight up predator. Um, he did rob everybody that he killed. Um, like, so he, he robbed people. And so a lot of the things, the stuff that I was reading were, we talked about this last time, I think, or maybe it was on your previous episode where a lot of the people have had a motive. Their motive was uh you know money or to gain you know financial gain i don't think this dude falls in that i i think he enjoyed what he was doing hence the the long unfortunately he didn't kill people right away the beatings were always really drawn out and horrible and again i, I saved some details for you guys you're welcome um, <laughs> yeah you've what? had plenty of details by the way <laughs> i know but you know what i'm saying i wasn't <laughs> trust me <laughs> you know, I, no, I get it. I get it. You're like, oh no, there, there's plenty. There's plenty I left out. Yeah. Uh, one week after the murder of Father Smith on November 24th, 1989, Legere was recaptured following a failed carjacking. Um, like he he hijacked. I say hijacked. Well, I guess yeah. He he had a gun and he jumped in a semi truck. I think if I remember, and literally told the dude fucking drive. You know. Um, well, the roads apparently were like really bad, like so snowstorm shit was getting crazy. The driver eventually told him that he could no longer drive, you know, for whatever reason. Surprisingly, Legere allowed the driver to stop. Now, and this is poor research on my end because I don't remember. I couldn't go back and find it last minute. For some reason, I left the note out. I don't remember how the cops found that semi truck or what what the actual series of events happened but essentially the cops did find him when the um driver slowed down enough and legere let him stop the dude jumped out of the truck screaming around this is the guy um this is the guy the reason he knows that is because every single person that legere either killed kidnapped whatever he would talk about i'm the guy they're looking for you know I, this is what i've done so another reason why i think that he was proud of his shit um, we did somebody else that was always about that. They were always telling everybody their whole fucking story, you know? Yeah, dude, there's, there's been a few. There's, I, it's actually a pretty common theme, I feel like, uh, where people are like, no, that's me, bro. <laughs> me, I did it. Yeah, I totally did all that. I did all that shit. And then well, they get in court and they're like, no, I didn't do none of that. Like, Yeah. That well, wouldn't be yeah, this guy uh, would tell every single chance he got, basically. he would, And it was always somebody he planned on killing. You know, it's like, that's the thing. It's in every movie where they're sitting there with the gun, the bad guy, and then he's going to tell him the next move. And it's like, why are you doing that? Just if you're going to shoot him. But that's in a movie, you know what I'm saying? But so 
they managed to, uh, well, so anyway, the cops swarmed the, the semi. And again, I don't remember the, the how, but, um, they rushed the semi, uh, you know, guns fucking loaded and basically talked him out of the truck. Um, they, they stomped him before he, before he got handcuffs on him. Um, there was a whole thing about police brutality. Look, I'm against police brutality, but it's okay to stomp this dude. You know, that's in my personal opinion. Like I'm okay with that. In fact, the, the mug shot of him when he finally was arrested, he's got this big old nice shiner. I'm all right with that kind of police work. Um, they managed to give him a nice stomping to return the favor before handcuffing him. His trial featured the first Canadian use of DNA profiling to convict him. And in November, 1991, Legere was convicted of the murders committed while he had been at large. Um, in 2015, he was transferred to a maximum security Edmonton institution in Alberta. So send him to the States. We'll fuck him up, bro. That's right. So this one was short and again, not sweet, but this guy avoided apparently this, this little area that he lived in this, this city or this, whatever you want to call it in, in Canada um, was small. And so the whole, the biggest deal is how for seven months or whatever, I think it was about seven months. How did he avoid the cops? You know, and you said it already poor police work. I don't know if it's necessarily that as much as, and Google this guy, there's no graphic images that, that I've found, but the three or four pictures that pop up immediately, you put him literally next, put those pictures in a row and they look like completely different people. So he literally changed his appearance like drastically. Um, now he was living in, after he got arrested, he was talking to the cops. He basically came clean, admitted to five, five murders. Um, he was talking about bragging about how he, he escaped the cops. He literally just set up camps in the woods. So maybe he just literally wasn't eating that well and was losing weight. But for seven months, he, in a small, this is one of those shit. What's the one we did where everybody knows every single other person. You know what I mean? Oh, the, the, the devil of Jersey or whatever, Jersey yeah, devil. Or the beast of Jersey. That's beast what of Jersey. Yeah. Where everybody knows everybody. Yeah, so how did he get away with it for so long? I'm not real sure. Um, Dude, I can tell you right now how he, how the fuck he got away with it for so all long. Right, all right, well, uh, lastly, and this is my this is a short volley for me, for well, for either of us, but uh, Legere, I tried to find out if there was any new information. Basically, dude is still locked up, and I don't think he's getting out. Um, the other two guys just just for what it's worth. I didn't spend much time on them. They got, you know, life with the 25 years uh, possibility for of parole in 1999. Uh, no, let's see. Uh, match it. One of the guys was granted full parole during a national parole board hearing uh, in August, 2007. Um, and then the other dude served about 22 years before being granted full parole in 2009. But if you remember, that was just for the first crime where the husband died and the woman did not. Both of those guys immediately turned on, on Alan saying it, it, was, it was just supposed to be a robbery. He went all Abe shit on him. In fact, one of the guys who got out tried to literally stab Legere in prison um, for whatever reason. Yeah, but, um, because he's fucking pissed. He's like, dude, we were supposed to rob these people. You're fucking killing them. You're fucking crazy. You're like, fucking crazy. That's right. Yeah. So, um, go ahead. I, like, I just caught a life sentence because you're a fucking nutbag. Like, because you're a nutbag. That's true. I'd fucking want to stab him too. I'm not getting out for 22 years, 25 years. Yeah. But, like, like, so, yeah. so, okay. So, how did he avoid that? You were going to say, I'll tell you exactly how he did it. Because the cops in a little township or whatever province or whatever the fuck That's they not, call it. I didn't it. know what to call it in Canada. Yeah. So I think it's a, a town. I think it's a province or province is like a main area, but like whatever. Right. But like, dude, they're not trained for that. Like at all. And dude, every like 
unless you're in like Quebec or like Alberta or, you know, like one of the major areas, like police work is probably like, uh, dude, we're, you're, you're stopping drunks from getting in fights at the fucking Denny's or whatever the fuck. Whatever they got or, over there. That's, yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. Like it's probably very minimalistic crime. Yeah. Well, actually, they I did read one thing where they ab- absolutely said this is a big deal or this this was a big deal to this town, um, which yeah, even more so is why. How did nobody. How did he hide for so long? I mean, seven months isn't that long, um, but it, it's long enough in a small area like you're in the woods is what he said. That's all he was doing was hiding in the fucking woods. <laughs> Well, for I mean, it, dude, it just like when I said it's bad police work, it's bad. It's it's bad fundamental investigation. Okay, so like if you know that you have had a fire where two women were burned alive, essentially, yeah, and then you have yet another fire with a similar situation. Like, dude, you start like, oh, every time, anytime there would be a fire, like the police need to be dispatched, like fucking immediately, like surround the area, especially given the fact that this dude hung around afterwards. Right. I mean, I agree. Yeah. You said, you said he changed his appearance. I mean, I get that. Like there was a cop that. So only so much you can do. Like, dude, to me, to me, this is like. This situation is just their the group. All right, first off, you said that this was a big deal. I feel like this would be a big deal in any community. I don't but, think this is just yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a small province in Canada. I feel yeah. like it would have gotten solved a lot faster if it was somewhere a little bit more populated. Right. But there are areas like I don't know where the fuck this happened, but there's areas where it's not very densely populated. And I mean, Bigfoot's out there. He's been hiding for hundreds of years, man. That's so true. Why now, this dude could make it seven months hiding out in the woods? Yeah, they made it sound like it wasn't like BFE. There was enough people around. I mean, it was enough populated that it was. It, it could have been fairly difficult. But you're right as far as they probably weren't prepared for that. Actually, and I, I think I left part of the story out somehow, but he did hitchhike. He, he hijacked a car at one point uh, before the semi, before the cops caught him. Um, and literally the dude driving the car, um, I think it started snowing. I, I'm trying to remember how it went, but essentially they, they, they wiped out. They ran into a snow ditch or ran off the, the road. So the uh, Legier with a gun and this dude start walking, um, you know, and, and, I guess they pick up another ride. It wasn't like an Uber. Somebody just stopped because they see the, the wreck and then two other people walking. It ends up being an off-duty police officer. And the ladies, and the ladies driving, and then I forgot all about this. And they're literally driving, and she's kind of, something's a little weird. Well, the guy, the first guy that he kidnapped was in the car as well, apparently gave some sort of sign. And the lady started putting two and two together, said that she was an off-duty cop. And then Legere said, I'm the dude that you're looking for. And then they literally drove to a gas station because she said she was going to run out of gas. He went and he took the keys out of the car, went inside, paid for gas. She had another set of keys and they tore off. They sent the cops to the fucking gas station, that area, and they still couldn't catch him. Well, what the fuck is she doing? I know. I think that's when he jumped into a semi. I think that's how the story worked, actually. So literally, he he kept close call, but he kept getting away. And it's like, I guess she didn't have a gun. I don't really know. I don't know because she literally tore off. Like they they just ran, <laughs> and then called called the cavalry or whatever. But I left that entire fucking part out. Sorry, I just remembered it. <laughs> okay, so. So what was the compelling piece of this story that you had to tell it? Like, I, that, that's been the mystery to me. Like, you, you said that this story kept popping up, and then there was part of the story that that you want, 
Well, it, initially it popped up and it, it said, um, it was talking, there was a lot about like the actual detective work, detective work, you know, and the cops and the first DNA and all this. And it was like a, a serial killer in Canada, you know, not, not as common. I, we've, I don't think we've done a Canadian killer to date, I don't think. Uh, not that so, I know. Yeah. So I wasn't, you know, and I heard and I read about it, and I was like, well, you know, nothing, whatever. But I think what it was was the fact that he was targeting elderly folks. We haven't done that at all. And I said, okay, this is something completely different. And then I listened to the story, or part of the story. And then I started doing the research, and I was like, this guy's a little bit different than everything we've done. I don't know if I'm going to say compelling. This isn't. This is just something that I believe the reason I think I wanted to do it more than anything is because I had never heard of it and I didn't think it had been done a lot. So it was something new. Did, um, did, did he ever give like a motive? Like he's talking about all this shit. Did, did he ever say like, well, I only, you know, I saw my grandmother in the bathtub once. So now I fuck old women. And no. So it, he was not attracted to old women. It wasn't a fetish or anything freaky. That's what I'm saying. Like the, he never admitted to why he admitted to killing. Um, he, he definitely kind of obviously was braggy about it cause he told everybody that he, you know, that he got a chance to. So that's why I go back to saying, I think that he enjoyed killing and hurting people just because he's a, he's a monster. But I also thought he, I think he only chose the people that he did because he knew he'd win. Well, but at the beginning of this, like you were telling like how as he was growing up he was like this billy badass well that's that's something i read i can't, they they basically every article said he would never get away from a fight i think the only reason i did that is to then all of a sudden go but in prison all of a sudden he became a model whatever right so. but but that's what i'm saying like so on the one hand you got a guy that's seemingly I feel like that's almost like the press being like, oh, no, he was a bad seed, blah, blah, blah. I agree. Kind of thing. Yeah. But I, I feel like this dude's just like a predator more than anything else, like preying on the weak, like a bully. Um, well, that's exactly, exactly what he is. That's why I think he chose elderly people. I mean, most people, I think, and unfortunately, the reason we've done a lot with children and, and women is because men are – pedophiles and you know they're attracted to to younger women you know it's it's sick but whatever i don't think there's been that's why there's not any older folks you know the 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 sexual attack the sexual abuse the raping and stuff is is really weird <laughs> I mean, it it's awful but it's weird because for me reading that story i'm going jesus like i've never heard of that which I guess because it's like you picture your grandma and it's like, fuck, that makes it twice as bad, you know? Same thing with children. You can't fathom that. Right. So I think it's, I think that, and I wouldn't use this, I don't think this is a compelling story. We've done compelling stories, you know, like the, the fucking witch, uh, the, the bell witch. Like that was a cool right. compelling story. You've done a ton of compelling stories. I wouldn't say this, I'd say this is very much true crime that is not as popular and so i wanted to do something that i had never heard of and i didn't think most a lot of people would have heard of it and it's pretty yeah. much that it that's it I, I don't know it's it's very weird to me that he's not like he's not more chatty about motive like yeah. you know like he, they said he robbed people but like did he like i mean what did he do with the money if he's living in the woods like i don't know yeah right like obviously so, he can move around town with impunity because they ain't fucking catch him. Yeah. Now I will say this, man, there is not a lot of information like that you can dig as far as research and stuff on this. Like most of the time you, you if it's, especially if it's a serial killer, there is 400 billion websites that have already covered it and everything else. This guy would, there wasn't much. It's because there was no fucking police work done. Well, that's true. Yeah. He literally, it wasn't on the efforts of the police that he got caught. He literally, he literally carjacked a guy. The guy told the cop, the cop ran away, ran. called the other cops. He hijacks another truck and then that, that guy gets away. Yeah. 
So, like, this... They made it out to seem, and I didn't tell that part because I disagree. They made it to seem like he was really, like, good at, you know, avoiding... Like, he was good at what he was doing. And it's like, no, I don't... I, I didn't think that that was accurate. So I didn't tell that... He wasn't a good, you know, escape, escape artist or whatever. Like, he got lucky as shit. No, no, like, I don't even know luck, man. This... Like, I, dude, I guarantee that this, like, the mugshot of this dude sat on the fucking wall in the local police department, and and literally they stopped talking about it after, like, day three. (laughs) So here's here's an interesting statistic. This is an American statistic, okay? All right. So of violent crimes in the United States... Only 42% of them ever get reported. And of those, of those 42%, only 46% of that is ever actually, like anyone's ever arrested or it's solved. Wow. Okay? So you're looking at less than 25% of any violent, any violent crime in the United States, anything ever happens, like... They might do some shit, but it's only 25% of the violent crimes in the United States is ever actually what what they would call solved. Now, you have to take that percentage, that 25% of the ones that are solved, and then you have to deduct at least a, a fairly some form of percentage for um, – people who are wrongfully accused and wrongfully arrested um still things like that so uh i'm just saying uh we we don't got a great track record here in the united states but a lot of that like i i i know that there's you know the show the first 48 um that you know we kind of talk about it in the united states is you know once there's like a statistic of like after so much time it, yeah after, after like 48 hours it like exponentially your chances of catching someone uh-huh. drops or, right. um but i this this crime these crimes happened in the 80s in canada all right literally Dude, the first case where they use dna well, who gives a fuck? He admitted to it. Why well, are you I know, doing- I know. I, yeah, I know, I know. I'm just saying that the time frame. So the police, you know, there's no, not a lot of <laughs> high to tech. Me, to me, that's like wasting money. Like <laughs> you start true. doing the police work after he admits, like what? Like <laughs> we're just making sure. Like, well, like he, he just said he did it. Like, yeah, I think there was a point. Cause I mean, it was, when I read that story, like I, it was like, you know, three months, the next week, two months, but it was, so it was about seven months. So within that seven months, they were scratching their head and, but there was like, he left his glasses behind. And so, and then like, he left one of his shoes that he used to like stomp like weird shit. So that's what they were talking about with the DNA. So they didn't like start doing police work after like <laughs> they fucking admitted to it. But I get what you're saying. <laughs> so, like, you won't hear me say this very often, but I, I completely, 100% believe that the other two dudes that were with him in the first crime were, like, like I'm not saying they're, like, fucking have no part to play in this whole deal, but I guarantee that they were, like, like as soon as, like, shit, shit started going south, they weren't happy. Like... I'm betting that that whole deal was like, what the fuck is going on here? Why? We never said that, that we were going to do that shit. Like, I mean, they, they all beat the tar out of the guy, but I I said tar again, but but well, yeah, I don't know. And they didn't get into it. I'm sure you're right. I mean, obviously this dude, because after those two kids who had never, I don't believe they had any sort of track record. They were young. This dude clearly, you know, went and showed. Now it's funny. I did leave something out. He had said he was all pissed off to, to the first crime. He, he literally completely uh, said that he was innocent 
and was pissed off. And at one point uh, when he first got arrested, he did say the only reason I committed those crimes was because you were going to blame them for blame them on me anyway, or some shit like that. So he, at first he was trying to plead like, no, like I'm not that bad guy. You forced me to do this. And then obviously it didn't work and he changed his tune completely and was like, all right, fuck it. I, I did it. I'm, I'm, you know what I mean? Like, so the guy's kind of weird as far as like, he's not the normal serial killer. Who's like really boasty and proud and like, uh, you know, and trying to get in the media and all that shit. But I just don't think he's that smart. I don't think that any of these were like intelligent crimes. I think he was just a big old oafy fucking mean, horrible human being who couldn't probably overpower a normal, you know, younger man, possibly. Like, he wasn't actually this big dude. If you look at photos of him, he wasn't a big guy. He looks big with the beard and shit, but he wasn't, like, a big guy. Hence the, in my opinion, the the older folks. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I think... I don't call him a mastermind criminal, like, at all. So, here's kind of, like, my theory, like, especially, like, the the time period, like there there's kind of like two parts to it like there's like a lot of ego when it comes to like law enforcement i feel like there's a lot of ego in like any profession don't get me wrong i'm not calling out law enforcement but the idea that law enforcement admits like would have to admit that they're like that things are have gotten out of control gotten out of hand that they can't handle it Cause like a lot of like in a lot of areas, people are voted into office, you know? So, and if you're the guy who's in charge of the town and you have to go in and say, I can't control shit, (laughs) then why the fuck are we going to vote for you? Right. The next time, you know? So I think there's, there's, there's that piece like, uh, and then there's also like that denial kind of like, if we don't, you know, like, it's going to go away. Like, you know, it's just a one-off kind of situation. Right. Um, and then the second one happens, they're like, well, that's probably it. Like, you know, it's a good town. These are good people. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 it'll never happen again. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. But, I mean, he's, I mean, I, I will say that, like, I mean, he was out he was in the wind like seven months um i feel like like i have to know the area like like if it was in the united states and he like escaped from prison in new york but he was doing all his killing in kansas then it would make sense like i'd be like okay like cool i don't know the region so i don't know like did he just like go 10 miles up the road and call it a day he was like, close the entire time. Uh, that, that's what the idea is, that it, it, it was a small area. They should have caught him. And so, the, the only reason they didn't is because he kept changing his appearance so much. I, 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 so here's what's funny. And, and I'm like, as I was reading that story, like I was doing the research. And, you know, when I'm in it, I'm kind of writing this stuff down. But I'm trying to leave out too gory details and stuff. So I didn't, like, go back and read all my notes and present it to myself. Like, I don't practice a fucking episode. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Right. So as I was reading it and as I'm now I'm listening to you kind of give your thoughts, I'm going, it's really not that special. Like, I mean, and, and not no disrespect to the, to the deceased, to the people who are died, but like this dude is, there's a reason that people don't know about him because he, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not that, he is not compelling and he's not really worth telling over and over and over again. Like, I will say that I still, I'm glad I did it because I, I think that it's cool to share stories about stuff that people don't know, but I think I understand why people don't, don't know this story. I mean, here's my, here's my argument. I think that this is like, I do think that this is an important story and I think is definitely a neglected story. Um, but I don't think it's for the reason that you think it is. Like, I don't think it has, is, is because of the lack of how, I mean, I think it is, this story is very un, undertold because of the failure 
of law enforcement on what is, what is arguably a very shitty criminal. Right. <laughs> it, that, that's the point of the story that needs to be told. That's the reason that this needs to be told is like, like, dude, if you're out of your fucking element, like if you're, if you're swimming in the water and it's getting way too deep, you need to be, Hey, yeah, which is why the people are not stoked about sharing this tale. You know what I mean? Because they're like, it makes us look like shit. <laughs> right. But like, I mean, dude, like I, I read something in a book and it was amazing. It was an amazing way of thought. And it was basically it was about these like special forces operators and what the way that they trained. And they said, you know, like when you would make a mistake instead of like berating people or like beating up on them or calling them stupid or fucking, you know, destroying them about it, you fucking use it as a learning experience and teach and you fucking make sure that they get better and they fucking know. And it makes people more apt to like reach out for help, to ask questions, to make themselves better. As long as we like continue to say, okay, you're a fucking idiot, which I'm sorry, these people were fucking idiots, but they're fucking idiots because they didn't go for help. You know what I'm saying? Like, this, arguably, like, I, I don't love a lot of her choices, but the smartest person in, in probably the entire story is the off-duty police officer. Like, I'm kind of a stand-and-fight kind of dude, but <laughs> she was like, I'm out of my element. I got to get help. Well, yeah. So, and, and I, I do, I mean, your immediate reaction is like, why are you dipping out? It's like, well, because if, if it is a small town and she hasn't ever had a gunfight with a serial killer, you know, she probably says, yeah, I could lose. And so let me go get some people who will win. <laughs> You're right. probably right. And I had a very knee jerk reaction based on the way that I'm geared. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> um, but she's actually the smartest person in the whole group. Like That's she was weird. like, I'm going to lose or yeah. there's the potential that I lose. Right. So instead of that, I'm going to alert the rest of the group to get everybody here. And then we're going to take care of the problem. Had that same tactic been used originally, like, Hey, we have an escaped killer out in the, in the public. Maybe we need to farm this out a little bit. Right. Yeah. It it would have yeah. saved a handful of lives. It would, you know, so I, th that's why the story is important. That's why the story should have been, should be told. True. Now there's also the side of the reason I chose it is because my, my horrible, that, that I enjoy the shock value of things. This story has that. I don't want to just breeze over the fact that this dude did horrible, heinous shit just because we didn't get Ripper crew gory in details you get the gist of it. This dude did some horrible, heinous shit. You know what I'm saying? To people who were completely un... There was no fighting chance. You know what I mean? And so it did... Right. It, it did have that for me as well, which I like being <laughs> fucking horrified. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I think, obviously, but we had this conversation about a lot of our episodes. Wow, the darker ones really get a lot of hits. <laughs> so I don't think I'm alone. Yeah, no, no, I'm not. I, I was the only thing I was really saying is that you know, you kind of painted the story as like, oh, it's not, I don't, I don't see him as that compelling. And the compelling, the, all I was, I was trying to add is that the compelling piece of the story is that the, the way that it, this elderly population was failed. Yeah. by law enforcement yeah um is kind of that's compelling to me well, no, i agree like, i'm glad you pointed that out because i wasn't even thinking about that so that's it's cool like i'm, I'm glad you pointed that out because as i was listening to it hearing your thoughts i was like wow there's not a whole lot to talk about this but you kind of pointed it out like this is a story that people i hope that everyone in that that city, province, town, whatever the fuck, I hope they learned from their mistakes, you know, at least. Uh, and, and that's why there's no more stories, hopefully. I haven't heard of any other Canadian serial killer currently. Uh, I'm sure there are some out there. <laughs> but 
didn't Canada? It was like two weeks ago. Didn't Canada just have their first like mass shooting? Oh God, really? Uh, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, I was in. Yeah, I was in like Newfoundland or something. They had a mass shooter. That's he was dressed. He was dressed up like a police officer and just went around town shooting fuck out of people. Um, but anyway, not yeah. <laughs> not to take us down that road. Uh, but uh, no. But I mean, the, another reason that this story probably doesn't get the the hits right is you know it is a forgotten group man like to think about all the fucking horrible atrocities that go on every single day in every single city in nursing homes nursing. i'm not saying all nursing homes are shitty right. i'm just saying there are the shitty ones out there and people just fucking forget about it man your granny gets to a certain age she's got some dementia and people lock them away in fucking nursing homes and never go visit them never fucking give a shit like that's true that's really sad yeah you know it's it's a forgotten age group and that is a horrible fucking side story about this but yeah you know that that's probably another reason why like ooh, it's not you know it's not a child killer it's not you know a cannibal it's not this it's not that no it's still horrific shit yeah you just don't like the fucking age group so well and actually that's what made it that's what that's what made it horrific to me is like I just picture this elderly couple and I'm like oh god like that's really disturbing to me but I agree right. with you it, it is possibly part of the reason it's not a more popular topic right. or whatever um I mean I don't know <laughs> it's like it's not I don't really want this dude to be like I don't want him to get the hype of, of Jack the Ripper good job on the uh, mini episode by the way what would but um but I do feel like I was surprised that there wasn't more on this, you know? Yeah. yeah. I, I, I think, I think we, you know, we kind of covered that. I, I think the reason you don't have more on this story is because <laughs> dude, nobody wants the, nobody wants their fuck up their failure on front page in the front page, you know? Yeah. And if, if it does end up on the front page, they definitely don't want it to keep showing up on the front page, you know? Yeah, so right. I, I would imagine it's it's a whole lot of we're going to sweep this under the rug as best as we can and hope that yeah, you know. Right. <laughs> well, we don't get the tar beat out of us. This is it to a pulp. Oh boy! Yeah. But yeah, yeah I mean, that's that's the monster of Miramichi or wherever the fuck uh, Alan Legier, Joseph Legier. Right. Um, yeah. So a happy tale. Uh, for the kiddos, so it's 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 a, it's a story that I you know I I'm glad <laughs> I hate that it happened, but I'm glad that you told it. If that makes sense, I, yeah, it, totally. I I get it. Oh yeah, dude, nobody. None of the shit that we talk about. Fuck, dude. I wish that story didn't exist. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, but yeah, it does. And so we're trying to be fairly selective. Like we we've done heavy hitters, and but we're not trying to do every single one. Dom or Bundy, you know, it's like, yeah, yeah, I like picking some of the ones that are maybe not as, not as known, not as known, but, uh, you know, equally, uh, important, I guess. Heinous in their own way. Yeah, that's fair. So, all right, man. Well, um, let's wrap this shit up so we can jump onto your hopefully happier episode. Hey, all right. You good? All right. Yeah, man. I'm good. All right, man. I guess I'll end it with good shit. <laughs> good. good shit. Good shit. Uh.